0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 3rd in the year of our Lord 2023. This is indeed our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the checks and balances in the supreme law of the land, to restore the republic in the traditions of our founders. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration using the supreme law of the land. And it is it is indeed a freedom-loving, fantastic faith-filled Friday. Welcome to the broadcast. Man, have we got a lot to discuss. Dr. Bradley with me on the show. And wow, this first headline is interesting. The mainstream press covered it. It's all over the news, but I don't know that they're really digging into the repercussions. Chinese spy balloon spotted over the United States. The Department of Defense is tracking a quote, high altitude Chinese surveillance balloon that is uh, gathering data on u.s sensitive sites they say on wednesday it was spotted over montana now the communist chinese uh respond and say hey we don't know what's up with this yet let us do an investigation everybody else is saying hey don't shoot it down let's have calm heads prevail Uh, let's go ahead and try to figure this all out dr bradley welcome to the broadcast sir
2: well thank you it's always good to be able to uh hear your voice on a Friday morning, as we get ready for another weekend. So uh, everyone's well and whole, I hope at your in your world. So, anything to some you need degree, to I'm not to too us?
1: whole if we got a communist Chinese balloon spying on America, and everybody's just chill about it.
2: Well, we got tons of our stuff start spying on their stuff. I'm not saying that we ought not be concerned about it. And I'm not saying that we ought not shoot it down. But uh, look for. Some period of time, this was years ago, so I'm not up to date, but back in the mid-1980s, I was uh, involved with a de- defense contract to do the North American Air Defense, and uh, I spent, uh, you know, my I guess you could say my work location was under Cheyenne Mountain Complex in Colorado Springs. That's a hardened site from which we were going to launch our nuclear response. And uh, honestly, uh, the fact of the matter is, we have uh, I don't know what the number is now, but there, there was at that time about 11,000 pieces of let's think call them debris, that was circulating around the Earth, satellites that were operational, some that weren't operational, uh, leftover, you know, launch vehicles, things like that. And we track those things constantly. And sometimes they re-entered, and the, they were difficult to project where they were going to come in because they were of odd shape. They weren't spherical. Spheres were easier to project because, you know, the you could kind of anticipate the, you know, resistance and, and the airflow and all that kind of stuff and what the surfaces would do to direct it. At any rate, <laughs> um, we, I, let's put it this time, generally several times a day, we had to uh, assess a lot of factors, risk factors. I mean, this wasn't my decision job. It was something I was aware of and and so anyway, there were people that were doing this. Uh, that if there was a launch out of the Ural Mountains in Russia and based upon the world conditions and uh, who was mad at whom, and so on and so forth, and the uh, launch trajectory and the patterns and all these kinds of things, we had to assess multiple times a day is this a, a uh, an attack on the nation and uh, uh so we were watching that kind of stuff constantly and, you know the uh, figuratively the red phone that was there to say hey you know we've got a readier response or not and obviously there was not all the time uh but but the fact of the matter is we watch constantly now it, it's at a lower elevation i admit and i don't like it there and I, my opinion would be that it probably ought to be removed from its, uh, from its trajectory and that's across the, question, the nation. I
1: don't know that we need to shoot it down. I don't know that we need to get in a big old, you know, tift with the Chinese about it. We, I don't know if it's intentionally there or not. My guess, it, it is intentionally there. And the reason that I say that is because it was spotted over Montana on Wednesday. Now, uh, the first question that the Chinese could answer, literally in a phone call... Um, You know what? Biden or somebody can call um, and say, hey, you know what? You know, this is here. Who's controlling it? What's its purpose? You know what? Give us clear indication and information. Secondly, I don't know that we just need to shoot it down. Now, NORAD and others are claiming, well, it might harm people on the ground. That's why we don't want to do that. There's other ways to tow that thing back. And, you know, the communist Chinese and the Russians and all kinds of groups, usually whenever there's a downed piece of technology uh, in their world or realm, uh, they usually grab it um, and uh, they do an analysis it and get yeah, all the information off of it and everything else they could. Why don't we just simply take it out of the sky and do that and say we're so sorry? You know, we you know all I'm saying is there's ways forward that either one can stop it or two can gain greater intelligence. This idea that it's been up there for days. And the Chinese are going to investigate, and they're not really sure, and we can't get clear answers. Uh, and NORAD acts like, well, we don't want to harm anybody on the ground. That's why we can't do anything. All I'm telling you is the whole story is completely bogus. Yeah, there's, it's
2: absolutely absurd. Now, I just will remind our listeners that the only, the only attacks on continental United States uh, that happened in World War II well, there was probably subversive, you know, kind of sabotage kind of things. But the, the Japanese launched numerous um, balloons, and uh, they ended up drifting across the ocean from their launch points. And um, we do know for, I mean, they, there was a high secret level about this, but a Sunday school outing was disrupted, and quite a few people were killed when they came up on one of these things. I believe it was in Oregon. So these balloons have been used successfully to some degree in the past, but they weren't a big strategic victory or anything like that. But, sure, these things, it's our airspace. I don't think there's a reason in the world why we ought to be bashful about, uh, first of all, seeing what their story is, and second of all, saying uh, we need to take control of that. And uh, this, Yeah, is it I'll there on up.
1: purpose, yes or no? Sure. Do sure. you have control of it, yes or no? no uh, and if you don't have control of it cuz it's somehow uh you know i'm saying the chinese if you don't have control of it, it they don't have control don't...
2: of it it's a balloon yeah uh, what do you do you launch a you know your happy birthday balloon with helium in it i mean what happens to it it drifts in the wind my guess is it's yeah, probably yeah you how high in...
1: surveillance this is maybe they have technology that can control it
2: well trust me you can read uh very clearly from space with the uh geostationary satellites and stuff like that, you yes. can you can gain a lot of information. A balloon, obviously, if it was there for that, would have all that stuff on. I think we ought to and, take and, control and of
1: it. And, and that's my point is that let's take control of it immediately uh, and let's go ahead and, you know, we can maybe give it back to the Chinese after we analyze it and see what their real intentions were and are. Uh, but this idea that, golly, it's just up there, let's be patient while the communist Chinese investigate, kind of like they're going to investigate... Wuhan virus, that kind of an investigation that never comes to fruition or nothing ever happens. Here's what's going to happen this is going to go out of the news. Uh, it's going to be a lot more sinister than we thought it was. And we're never going to know any more about it than that because Biden's going to bury it. That's what's happening. Well, and Kevin McCarthy's like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Joaquin Jeffries. We're going to go ahead and work on the debt ceiling. Hey, Joe, can you lower the cost of things? And uh, they're just stuck on stupid, no one's doing anything at all for the security of the country. You got Biden so derelict in his responses, he, he doesn't even know that there's a balloon up there, probably. I mean this well, is insane, Doctor. He
2: he thinks it's a happy birthday balloon for him. No, here's here's the deal. This is absolute I'm gonna call out Bravo Sierra on this one too. This is absolutely Bravo Sierra. Oh golly, if it fell down over Montana, we're gonna kill a whole population. If anybody's ever been to Montana before, there's an awful lot of open area up there. I mean, you you go across Montana, and you're going to get a lot of windshield time. And the probability of it being a problem, bringing it down, and harming someone is virtually non-existent. I would say it's so close to infinitely small that you probably can't measure it. And those kind of things were assessed every day. The satellite debris, if you will, or the, the space junk that came out of space when things lost their trajectory and, and ended up re-entering. Um, how many times do you hear about stuff like that? And, I mean, we're talking thousands of pieces of junk that were up there when I was under the mountain. And um, and, and the fact of the matter is, th- this is infinitely, infinitely, infinitely small thing. You look at the thing with the, uh, the Challengers, uh, the uh, space shuttle disasters that have happened, Uh, There's it's it's not even on the radar screen. It should not be. I mean, that's kind of a poor analogy, maybe a little bit, but but it could be interdicted and we could we could figure it out. And uh, as you say, it's probably going to get a real low profile. And of course, now just a minute. Here we got to talk about maybe Hunter Biden and his access to Chinese intelligence and selling it, oh, and yeah, his that's relationship our next with story, China. By the way, we don't yeah. we don't want to interfere with Biden's family crime family making a bazillion dollars. So by golly, don't ask me about stuff. That's, that's embarrassing right. to the country. That's our
1: next story. Hunter Biden. Okay. Now admitted. His attorneys admitted in a letter submitted to the Department of Justice that data obtained from his laptop is authentic. After lying to the American public for literally years about this, the Biden family finally admits that Hunter Biden's laptop, it yes it is indeed his. They let you wonder about that for years and now you're supposed to trust them. When we get back, Hunter Biden asks for criminal probe into theft of his data on his laptop. We'll talk about it with Dr. Bradley in seconds.
2: I'm not sure who is the stupidest person in the Biden family at this point. Uh, I just, I mean, I think it's up for grabs, but, uh, but, okay. Hunter says, yep, it's my, it's my laptop. Yep. There's all sorts of criminal activity involved on it. I mean, everything from drug fueled orgies and all that kind of stuff. And yep, there's, there's stuff on there that incriminates, uh, daddy and everything else like that. And, and yup, we're uh, we're in the middle of all sorts of uh, international intrigue and violation of US law but by golly I want people to, to they took my laptop no 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 you turned it in and if somebody was doing a had been asked to do some kind of data recovery on it or something uh then they find some illegal activity it's their responsibility to report that now if the fact that the FBI was slow to respond is something that the FBI ought to be called on the carpet for. But here's kind of the problem that Biden, Joe Hunter, who, oh, the whole crime family, is going to get into with this. If they insist on a full investigation on this thing, and I think there ought to be one, I'd look forward to it. I'd I'd hope that somebody would have enough courage to do it. I would hope it would become yeah, fully Yeah, we public.
1: started a reality TV show there called Biden's... On the brink, and then you'd just do a reality t v show, but it would be just factually break it all down in front of the American people as transparent as it gets right
2: well but but see here's the deal. he wants to say, "You found something on there you shouldn't have. you stole my oil well, let's oh, well, let's bring that forward as evidence because if it's been stolen, we need to know about that. He's opened a can of worms on himself. If you open a line of reasoning and it's brought into the court if if you will, and it will be brought into the court of uh, public Opinion, at least. Then you keep pulling on those strings. All he's going to do is find that he's woven himself a straitjacket, and and maybe that's the best place we could put him. But the fact of the matter is, he's making all sorts of noise and waving his arms and having all sorts of umbrage over his own stupidity, and and I think that if this is followed, I hope I hope that it is. I hope that there's a uh, a big case comes out, and I hope that the things that are on the laptop become absolutely public, and that the public can then say, holy cow, there's more than smoke here. There's fire here. There's a raging conflagration, and I think it would be more damaging to his family than they can, and that includes Daddy, although it's hard to say how that could be more damaging with the crayons that are being used every day as he colors his way through his life. But the fact of the matter is, uh, this, man, how can people... uh, Hey, I'm probably guilty, so I'm going to give you all the evidence you need to
1: prove that. You know, come on, that's that's. And then I'm going to bizarre. get mad because you stole my data. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I am. Is psychotic, oh, okay. Psychotic, ladies and gentlemen, It's just beyond uh, imaginary discussion. It's it's amazing to me that we can discuss it. But here's the question: Is this balloon thing and the Hunter Biden connection slash Joe Biden connection are they linked? In some way, it's interesting. While well, all this uh, laptop discussion is happening, and then a communist Chinese balloon just wafts over <laughs> over America, and there's nothing—the two things just aren't linked. That was just happenstance, Doctor. Well, yeah, I—I really?
2: I don't know, but but you know, the I can think of a lot. I mean, you know, just in my little simple world, I can think of a lot more strategically important locations that they'd want to gather information on. I have to admit there are some locations uh, in the Montana area that probably would be of interest to them, but not the highest, most prime, most um, shall I no, say? No, but here's the deal: these these balloon and these locations. kind of surveillance
1: things have happened over the years, Doctor. And sure what they have. say is what what's interesting is, and other times though they've said they've we've kind of rebuffed it or stopped it. In this case, uh, it's there longer. And the idea is that the Biden administration, because of the scandals, doesn't have the ability, because they're too compromised, all right, blackmailed, whatever you want to call it. They don't have the ability to reject this balloon. They've kind of got to go along or thing, more things are going to come out to the point where it's a problem. So now we've got this surveillance balloon that we can't get rid of. And the question yeah, is, how could. long can it stay? Well, we can. But, but, sure. but if Joe prevents it, we can't.
2: Yeah, there's... You know, this idea of, of uh, the national security of the nation, that
1: isn't even on his radar screen. I mean, you could look at every action every single day of anything that but he's doing. But if that's the case, though, then we've got to absolutely impeach this guy and criminally prosecute him if the national security of the nation's at stake. That's what well, I'm driving that, at.
2: I like your idea. I mean, the the, uh, the House needs to bring together impeachment stuff. Uh, they, by the way, there uh, Andy Biggs, f- I think it was Wednesday of this week, uh, filed some impeachment uh, articles on uh, the Department of Homeland Security. But Major- Majorca's is that his name? How does he say that anyway? Um, anyway, he's uh, he's in the the sights, if you will, for impeachment. It needs to go clear to the very top. The president takes the oath of office. The president should be the one. That takes the fall, if this is the case. Now, obviously, the DHA, Department of Homeland Security is not securing our borders. And we're talking since Biden came in office, what, five and a half million invaders have come into the country? This last year alone, something like 2.4 million. There were something like dot I know, 1.2, I think, million that got in without anybody even, you know, boo, hire or howdy. They just got past everybody. I, I'd like to know how many millions are here how many millions are working how many where they are and uh, how this is being controlled everything that has happened since biden came in has been a complete open door invitation so everything is a national security issue and department of homeland security as unconstitutional as they are are not doing the thing that they were hired to do and they're facilitating it so every turn we look at we say the president's complicit and up blame on this thing. And Biggs is just trying to get the guy at the head of the Department of Homeland Yeah, so Security Andy Biggs to to just tweeted
1: him. today, quote, I am filing impeachment articles against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas, I, yeah. Or Mayorkas. I have a, quote, congressional responsibility to impeach figures who are in dereliction of their duties and commit crimes... If we don't impeach him, his attack on this nation will continue. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. Andy Biggs is spot on, but the only one that I see really doing anything about it. Kevin doesn't seem to be concerned. Nobody else is jumping aboard. You should, in my opinion, have 218 Republicans standing together at a big news conference this morning, saying, "Look, this is unacceptable. We got to impeach this wacko, you know, guy, and we got to um, really impeach Joe." Uh, as well, and we need to um, arrest Hunter immediately. Okay, but nothing's happening. I mean, I appreciate Andy stepping up. That's great. But it's just a teeny little blip in the sea of criminality going on, Uh, and I don't know that it's going to get anywhere.
2: Well, that's the thing is that the leadership of the House needs to get behind it. But uh, honestly, Sam, just think about this for a second. I mean, I've known people from all walks of political life all my life. I've been involved in this for well over 50 years, and and you know what? There there have been some very uh, amazing examples of of Democrats. I mean, everybody makes this a party thing, and I know That's you didn't right. mean it's not to a do anything. It's well, I'm the just Democrats. Saying that, that the House should has be the there.
1: opportunity to impeach, though. But you're right; it's not a party thing.
2: They should be saying, "Look, I love this country. I want to preserve the country. This is something. It's a nonpartisan." Across all aisles, link arms. Let's throw the book at these turkeys. I was going yeah, to say, it's so a national a little stronger. D- security discussion for it's, all. It, of absolutely. Us. Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, see, all civil officers in the United States are under this. If you look at Article 2, Section 4, it's a very brief article, a few lines, and, and it talks that the uh, president, vice president, of all civil officers. Shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of, see, so uh, they're all liable for this. Now again, well, I can temper that by saying how that should happen in the legislative branch, and that's why it's in Article Two, by the way. And, and we could talk about why it's there. We could talk about how people are removed. It's very rarely done in the in the legislative bodies, House and Senate, and why that is. But nevertheless, this stuff should be. They should, everybody, all across the board, the parties have become more important than the principles that the nation is founded on. And we've got this acrimony based upon a 50-50 split of parties across the nation. And that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, with slight shades of difference, as Washington said in his farewell address, we're the same. We should be. And now we've got people that are uh, abject communists and, and have led very high offices. I mean, you could look back at where things were in, in the, po- uh, the pre- and and World War II and post-World War II stuff, the inf- the infusion of, of uh, subversives in high levels of government. It's been happening. Yeah, so Joe's
1: gonna be giving the State of the Union coming up, what, on February the 7th? Yeah, and Bloomberg is saying there's gonna be bad news delivered to Joe right after his speech. Will Joe talk about the balloon and the threat to the United States? (laughs) Who will give the response? We'll talk about it.
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
5: USA News, I'm Lance Pry. United States and Canadian officials are tracking a Chinese reconnaissance balloon over the continental United States, somewhere over Montana at this hour. The intrusion is just days before Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was to make a planned trip to Beijing. The high-altitude balloon was first reported on Wednesday by civilians in a commercial airliner. And still no more information about Canadian officials who today said a second sighting was being investigated. The ongoing feud between California Governor Gavin Newsom and Fresno County District Attorney Lisa Smittkamp is gaining steam.
2: The DA's comments criticize early release policies after a Selma police officer was shot and killed Tuesday by a parolee.
0: People call it criminal justice reform. I I just call it madness because it's just gone so far overboard.
2: Newsom slammed Smittkamp, saying she should look in the mirror, adding that she could have prosecuted the case differently. Smithcamp says legislators in Sacramento fail to see the bigger picture.
0: They've never been out on a beat. They've never been on a ride-along. They've never even attended a day in court to watch the process.
2: I'm Victoria Idoni.
5: A group of high school students in Washington for a pro-life rally were booted from the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum last month for wearing beanies inscribed with a pro-life message. Patrick Murphy on Fox News overnight describes the incident by Smithsonian officials.
1: Presumably security guards, and they tell us indirectly, and they say, all people wearing a pro-life hat, take it off. And immediately we're confused. After that, we decided to sit against the wall, and we were approached by a... A large man, as we were walking out because we had to catch our bus, he comes up to us rubbing his hands together saying, y'all are about to
2: make my day.
5: The Smithsonian released a statement asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols, end quote. This is USA News. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying during times when they really can't speak. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore.
1: <laughs>
5: yep. New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Oh Exactly. Healthy gums, healthy mouth. New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. Healthy, beautiful smiles for life. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy High. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain.
0: Use only as directed. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Joe Biden's going to give the State of the Union address. I wonder if he's going to talk about the balloon and national security or if he's just going to promote more communist-slash-socialist spending to oblivion, challenging Kevin McCarthy to, um, well, just send him a keep-the-debt-ceiling-raising bill or acceptance of that, etc. Hey, it's a problem, folks, a big problem. But they say that there's going to be trouble for Joe right after he gives his State of the Union address As far as I understand, Uh, they say that they're going to launch all kinds of investigations into Joe and Hunter and everything else that very night. Uh, And the Republican response will be by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, It'll be Tuesday, February the 7th. Joe's going to speak. And then, of course, Sarah will give the, quote, partisan rebuttal. I don't even like the partisan rebuttal at all, ladies and gentlemen. It's bogus. But Sanders says that she's grateful for the chance to contrast the, quote, GOP's optimistic vision for the country and the future with and against the failures of the Biden uh, administration and the Democrats. This partisan stuff has got to stop, doctor. You know, here's the deal. I mean, there should be
2: pushback, blowback, acrimony, I don't know what you want to call it, between the executive and the legislative, okay? Okay. They have a responsibility to protect the checks and balances. Okay. The legislative, uh, you know, where do all uh, revenue bills begin? The House. Can you imagine?
1: Article 1, Section 7. Go read it. So when Biden says you're going to give me a bill without any strings, you're going to go ahead and raise the debt ceiling. Kevin just needs to smirk and laugh and say, my friend, we've just defunded all your partisan programs. Look, we're not doing Republican against Democrat. We're shutting down everything unconstitutional, and we're doing it now, Joe. So quit playing games. So out of Federalist Fifty-One,
2: we read the great security of a gradual concentration of the several powers. By the way, this is happening in parties, which cross all of the checks and balances that are established in the Constitution. Because the changes cross and violate, and I agree. Okay. Yes, they cross. Powers of the State Department consists in giving those who administer each department the necessary constitutional means and personal motives to resist encroachments of the others. The provision for this defense in, it must in this, as in all other cases, be made commensurate with the danger of attack. Ambition must be made to counteract ambition. The interest of the man must be connected to the constitutional rights of the place. Okay, so um uh, this, this nonsense, this utter nonsense that Biden thinks, well, golly, you guys don't have a real supermajority in the House, and there'll be enough Turkey Republicans that come across and say it's okay. You're going to give me that power to raise the debt ceiling and keep spending like a, I was going to say a drunken sailor, but a sailor's spending his own money. They're not. Yeah, They're spending the other diff-
1: money. The other difference here is that they act like the House has authority. The House doesn't have authority to spend us into oblivion either.
2: No. Uh, the fact is the limits and bounds on the House are the limits and bounds found in the Constitution. You can only, you can only tax and spend for the, for the matters that are delegated in the Constitution. Okay? You open the Constitution up. You look and see, are there any things in there that say we can redistribute wealth for this or that or the other? Right now, roughly, this is a rough number, about 60% of the whole United States um, budget is is based upon what they call entitlements. These are things that are un- unconstitutional to the nth degree. These are things, the largest, that has been um, basically set aside saying, we're going to buy votes back home, and we're going to give these goodie boxes to everybody, and blah, 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 blah. And, and so over half of the U.S. budget is currently uh, taken up by entitlements. And, of course, we have big things like, the interest payments as interest goes up our our ability to have you know discretionary funds to spend for anything goes down because the money that's coming in is being in part deflected into a a, a interest payment to the Federal Reserve than the other borrowed money the United States has that is free money created by the Federal Reserve and loaned to us I mean come on it's uh, this whole thing is a it is a shenanigan it's a facade it is an absolute debauchery. Of what was originally planned but so by and the problem is
1: heaven andy biggs any of these people though don't have the ability to stand up and call a halt to the con game either the only one that really did so in my opinion is ron paul did in his days done his best rand paul's done something along those lines to some degree too but they're drowned out by all the enemies of liberty all of them they are to where there's no traction look what would you say the state of the union address would be doctor let's talk about uh, that for a second Okay,
2: I think it's going to be almost a whole gimme 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 raise the debt ceiling. We've got to keep doing these build back better things, infrastructure bills. I mean, it's going to be another another picking the pockets of the American taxpayers and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. that's going to happen. Yes, indeed.
1: And and I don't know. I I You want to hear my I 2 minutes state heart. of the union address? Yeah, if go I was ahead. President, go here's ahead. what I'd say. It's only 2 minutes long doesn't need to be very long. Here's what I would say. My fellow Americans, I'm not even going to address the partisans in Congress because they've betrayed the country as my former presidents have done. America is in a death spiral. The reason that America is in a death spiral is because the country has gone immoral. We have turned our backs on Almighty God. We've turned our backs on the God-ordained traditional family. We've turned our backs on the principles that made America great. Look, America will continue this death spiral as long as we're dishonest in every dealing we have. Why do I say that? Because we have a fake money system at the core of every single transaction in America that is criminal by nature, unconstitutional by reality, and the fact is it will destroy the country and eventually make the country fail if we don't jettison that dishonest money system. So I, as president, abolish the Federal Reserve I, as president, beg you, my fellow Americans, to get on your knees and turn to Almighty God to repent and stand up and work together as a moral people. If we don't do this, there is no hope for this country. If we turn to God, if we turn to the God-ordained family, if we believe in God-ordained male-female marriages, legally and lawfully married welcoming children to their families. If we don't turn back to the fundamental unit of society, the family, and if we don't turn to self-governing individuals based on principles of morality, based on God's laws, if we don't love the Lord thy God and love our neighbors ourselves, if we don't obey the 10 commandments, we are done. The only way back is the road I'm pointing to. I beg you ladies and gentlemen to help me get this done. If Congress won't go along, fire them. My fellow Americans, if the courts don't go along, push your members of Congress to impeach them. We must use the checks and balances. We must use the God-ordained, self-governing ideas of the Founding Fathers to restore the Republic, to preserve the nation. I beg you to help me do this, and I, for one, commit to do everything I'm asking you to do personally, and we must start now. The State of the Union is in tatters. Why? Because our, well, I can't say founders, our forebears in the last couple of generations have absolutely ran this great nation off the rails. There is only one way back. I've articulated it, and I need your help, and I need it now. Thank you. God bless America. And there's my State of the Union. And I don't think anybody who really believes in the supreme law of the land or the morality of our nation or God or any... dispute any point i just made doctor
2: well and i'll also point out and i don't want to be facetious about that you never said democracy once
1: and that's a big thing you're going to hear probably because we don't have one we don't yes we have uh, a uh, constitutional republic but i i focused on i didn't want to use words that could get twisted either because if i say republic then they'll come back and say democracy Uh, so but look without god family country without putting these principles in place we're done we're in a death spiral right now everything in america is going south because we the people are not immoral people uh, john
2: adams said the constitution was only for a religious and moral people and uh, our religiosity has diminished considerably and by the way the the uh, covid implementation it was implemented i mean and i'm not saying just the mandates i'm saying the entire process was a plan but it right. that, and we have more and more largely. proof for that,
1: by the way, Doctor. Uh, just yes, really do. quick, just so you know, we just documented uh, the. Um, you know, we had that James O'Keefe video that just came out, where the Pfizer executive uh, thought yeah. that he was, uh, you know, talking he to was, a, he a, a gay date a lover. Date.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, he was. So, he but was impressing a date. He said, "Holy
1: yeah!" Huh. But he exposed yeah. it all that they want to create their own mutations of the virus so they can create the vaccine for the mutations and it'll be a cash cow for them. And everybody laughed and said, oh, that's just his speculation. That's not really the truth. My response is Congress should have launched an investigation immediately uh, and demand information from Pfizer on this. Nevertheless, that's a, a separate topic. We have more evidence and proof. Hey, can we skip the break this time? Excellent, thank you. All right, COVID drug from Merck. So Merck & Company has a COVID-19 pill that is already giving rise to new mutations of the COVID-19 virus in some patients. That's according to a new study that underscores the risk of trying to intentionally alter the pathogen's genetic code. That's Bloomberg, folks. It's already happening. It's already being done. It's not just talked about by this wacko guy on a gay date and getting exposed, or we now have evidence that it's more than one company doing it. Dr. Bradley? Uh,
2: you know, there's just, again, as I say, so many strings to pull on on this thing that that's, it's so damning of what's going on. But I, I guess I'll say this. This is one aspect of it, and it's not the whole thing. But what what Ronald Reagan signed into effect in 1986 needs to be repealed. That's the bottom line. Take away their get-out-of-jail letter now. They don't have any obligations. They don't have any risk. All they do is make money. They're held harmless in every single example. If you have a a vaccine from some some kind of damage from their program you sue the general government, the the feds. They They have unlimited money because they take it from us. And you, as the damaged party, has to fund this out of your pocket. So you got guys like Robert uh, F. Kennedy Jr. that uh, his company does it. I'm sure that they don't do it for free. But the fact of the matter is you got to sue. You do it on your own time. Take away their immunity. Immunity is un-American, completely un-American. And I could spend an hour on that if you wanted me to right now. But immunity was rejected by the American founding fathers. They called the king out on it because the king was doing what he was doing. The king his word is law no it's not he had limits and bounds and he was he was not going to be held immune they put it in the constitution it's called impeachment they allowed for criminal action after they were removed from office this idea of immunity is basically a modern creation from the
1: 1980s well and, and the parties uh, have created it though the parties have been the agents of instrument to protect no themselves question. and give themselves these special privilege so take away their
2: immunity you're going to stand tall. You create damage. You'll have to. You'll have to pay the price, and you're not going to make a bazillion dollars on the back of everybody. We the the general government bought. They bought the COVID vaccine, so-called the de- jet, death jab, clot shot, whatever you're calling it. It's not a vaccine. It's a bio. Well, let's. Well, they won't get off on that tangent. But the fact of the matter is they have been given a get out of jail free letter and that letter is completely damaging everything and and they got to be held responsible Re- repeal that act Just go back to everybody stands tall they back their product if you take your car in to get uh, something done let's say they they don't tighten the the lug nuts on your tires or you or you don't get your bolt put back in under your oil change and your oil leaks out or your tires fall off. You're responsible. You make it right. And that's exactly the wheels are falling off and, and the big drug companies are a big portion of wheels falling off, but so are the parties. I mean they've got to they've got to have their get out of jail free letter taken away too. But but the fact of the matter is, if everybody recognized, wait a minute, I I've got to do this the right way or else I'm going to have a downside to this. Let's just do it. Take it away. Yeah, I might be actually be it.
1: accountable. It might be my actions might become transparent.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? <laughs> I can suspect that big companies like Pfizer would fold their tent and go home. And you know what? That's okay. Uh, you know, I don't know how often you listen to, the, to advertisements, Sam, that come on because the big drug companies are the major advertisers, particularly on, on news channels and, and other TV channels. And you listen to those contradictions, those things that they say. If you experience, you know, swelling of the tongue, heart attack, your leg falls off, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, this was FDA approved. Yeah, are you kidding me? And you're telling me the FDA has any credibility at all? Well, they approved it. My doctor said they approved it. Well, this emergency authorization thing that's been out and around for a couple of years now and is causing so much destruction, it's an experiment, people. And they're letting this happen, and the FDA is not clearing it. They don't have, they're not only unconstitutional, they don't have any responsibility in this either. They have a revolving door with the big pharma. You know, you
1: yeah. You we talked about big... this new pilot that had a heart attack a few minutes after he landed. His he's American yeah. Airlines pilot yeah. Bob Snow, and he suffers a heart attack six minutes after the plane, and he literally blames the vaccine. Okay, sure. he believes the FAA was in violation of its own rules. All right, Snow said it was unconscionable that pilots were forced to be vaccinated in the first place. Folks, this is insane. Every step of
2: the way, this has been an absolute disaster, and it's, it's basically overstepping every bounds. Government does not have authority to do what it's doing. It has limits and bounds, uh, so here's delegated the question, authority, doctor. nothing more,
1: nothing more. I agree that they're out of bounds, out of control. Kevin's doing nothing, and the House and the Senate and the parties and all that doing nothing. What do we the people do, though? Americans are getting so sick of it. They feel like there's no... A redress of grievance. If they try to peacefully go to Washington to get a redress of grievance, for example, on election fraud or in te- election integrity questions, they literally get called out that they created a riot or whatever. Um, you know, what, what do we do now? Because I, I might be a moral person. I might be willing to repent, but if the nation isn't willing to do that, what do we do? Just watch the slow death spiral happen and just, sit there with an open, gaping mouth going, holy heck, what on earth do we do? You know, what can we do? Sam, you know
2: what? I don't care how big that march was on January 6th, on 2021. It was an infinitely small group of people that had a passionate feeling. But we have so few people in this country that have the inkling of the limits and bounds that are absolutely certain they're ironclad on this nation we need an informed electorate we will put representatives in if we have that and some of these people that want to go do revolutionary processes and i know you're never you've never advocated a revolutionary kind of thing but there are plenty I'm not out advocating there advocating for one it. now either by the way i know you're not i know you're not but here's the deal we have so few friends right now that have a an inkling of understanding, and, and you know, sometimes we kind of wag our finger, if you will, about the Super Bowl or whatever that's coming up, and whatever it is, I still don't know. But the fact of the matter is, we are so distracted by the bread and circuses, by the public education system, and, and by the, the major media, I mean, the, I call them the lame brain media, that, that we really have been completely co-opted out of existence. And, and so there's got to be a concerted effort to relearn the foundational principles and make them popular again. I It's when uh, you talk about redress of grievances, we could talk about that at great length. But that doesn't mean just because you ask somebody to do something, they have to do it or you're going to burn the castle down.
1: Yeah, uh, the Super I mean, Bowl, by the way, is February 12th, 2023. Okay, I'll, so you I'll know. try why and remember that. And tune in. not. I'll try, I'll try to remember that. But the fact of the matter is
2: look, I'm wholly confident that if it came down to you and me putting a petition out that says return to the limits and bounds of the Constitution, and we got as many signatures on it as we could, and there was another one that came out uh, by AOC or somebody that said, we want a full-blown Marxist regime installed in the United States, I think they'd get more petition
1: signatures, sadly. Yes, because I agree. Of, Sadly, I agree. Okay, and that is so you my can't point. say. So we got to educate, right? Now, I, it yeah. makes me think of the Bible discussion, Doctor. Who was it in the Bible that said, "Hey, uh, you know, um, we're gonna have. We need an army, and the Lord reduced the army. Reduced Gideon. the army. Was it Gideon? It Gideon's was Gideon. Army? Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. So I think of that, ladies and gentlemen. And it gives me hope and courage to say, you know what? God knows He has not forgotten His faithful. So it's our job to be faithful, and then it's our job to have enough faith and trust in him to uh, believe that he can take care of it. Even though it looks like the odds are against us that there is no hope, don't believe that satanic lie. Know that there is hope, and God's in charge, and he has not forgotten his people, doctor. I'm confident he hasn't,
2: but and and I'm not going to butt this. There's not going to discount what you just said, but... <laughs> Have you said that? That's a political answer. <laughs> I am absolutely chagrined. I do not want anybody to have to suffer for the stupidity of so many that are. I would I like agree. to say we can save this nation. I would like to see, you know, a lot of people say, well, they can fall off the edge of the earth if they want just because they're so stupid to take the clot shot or whatever. Or, I, you know, let's, let's let the whole thing fall into anarchy or whatever. Some of us will be okay because we prepared for it. I'd like to prevent that from happening. I would like to Absolutely. spread the word far and wide, so that all who have a desire could turn their hearts to the right solution. And and it's kind of like jo- Jonah and the whale, you know. And and he, man, I'm not going to Nineveh. Holy cow, those guys, they, you know, they do all sorts of tortures to people that come and tell them they they need to repent. But he did ultimately, under duress, kind of. (laughs) But he went there, and the people repented, and they were saved. And I would love to see a concerted effort by people that care to spread the word far and
1: wide, as many friends as we can get.
2: When this thing and we need to
1: remember that the job to get that done is ours. It's a commandment. It is. The results are up to God, though. I don't need to worry about that. I just need to do my part, people. And and we do our I mean we, we I, I I'm always kind
2: of self deprecating in that I man, what more can I do? How how can I do more? I mean what I'm not doing enough. And and we, we need to do what we can. And, and and it's John Quincy Adams signed off his letters most often, By the duty is ours, the results are God's. And and so we do what we can. We're mortals, we have limited means, you know, our voice only reaches so far. And, you know, this opportunity on the radio is a wonderful time to share information. But but the duty is ours to do what we can. And and God will, it's like the loaves and fishes. You think about that. There's a, a handful of loaves and fishes. And out of that, God made a feast, if you will. He, everyone is filled to their their need. And, and they gathered up an overture of overage, you know. It's like no waste that's kind of another thing that's interesting about god
1: Um uh, how no has... waste. always used wisely yeah. he takes a little <sighs> bit of what we can offer ladies and gentlemen and magnifies it like you wouldn't believe and we must have trust in that i want to end on a good news piece that i think directly relates to our responsibility and what we can do doctor there's a new study that came out it's an old study but a new study it's been running for 80 long years And they say this after the whole 80 plus year study. It's the one of the longest studies ever conducted. The surprising finding is that our relationships and how happy we are in those relationships has a powerful influence on our health. So much so that being grateful lowers blood pressure and there's many health uh, benefits. So they say this close relationships More than money or fame are what keep people happy throughout their lives, the study reveals. Now, I could have told them that, and they could have not done an 80-year-long study, but it proves what we know. That's why turning to God is the greatest relationship you will ever have. I'm telling you that Christ lives, and he cares, and he's not an absent. He's real. He's there and he can make a difference in your life. And then if you spend time with your family, your spouse, if you don't have a spouse, pray that you'll get one and work hard to be the best person you can be so that you get one. Spend time, make time for friends. Build relationships, reach out, be a friend. If you want to find a good friend, it starts with being a good friend. And the reason I mention that doctor is because I believe that's the start of us working together. Sharing this information by word of mouth, bringing our friends and loved ones into the fold, teaching people to be moral, righteous people, letting the Lord dwindle down his force if he chooses, but saying, I know God can win, and I'm going to make sure that I'm on his side. That's what we can do, and that means we don't need or want a revolution, because there are better answers, better solutions, doctor. Well, isn't uh, you know the, you talk about the two great commandments? The Savior talked about
2: love God and love your fellow man, and, and that should be a genuine outreach and so on. You know the 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 people against us are immense. I mean, you know, you brought up Gideon and his uh, his army of three hundred, and by the way, you look at how they judged. There were some that bent over and sucked the water out of the out of the creek, and there were others that were alert, attentive. They scooped it up in their hand. They were watching for threats. And that's what we need to do is watch for the threats. But there was something like 132,000 or something like that of the Midianites that were going to come. And God fought them with 300. I mean, he does. He, he makes up the difference. He, the, the loaves and fishes, armies, warfare, bad government, it could all Leavening result of the bread That's our yeah. job
1: now to leaven the bread, ladies and gentlemen. We can indeed get it done. I spend a lot of time bringing us to the brink saying, what do we do now? Because a lot of people believe that revolution is the only thing left. And I want to discount or reject that notion. There are solutions. Revolution is not one of them on the table for me. We can peacefully restore this republic or peacefully wait for Christ to return and prepare a people to do so. That's our goal. God save the republic.
0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
2: Okay, we're back again and um, into the second hour. And based upon what Sam talked to me about uh, during the break. I know there's plenty to talk about, but I just want st- to just start for just a second. I don't want to deflect. I know Sam didn't have this on his list, but it was the last story during the uh, news uh, news at the top of the hour. and It had to do with this guy that was uh, arrested for having weapons that he had stashed in his apartment. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, ain't it awful? We're all going to die. And you know what's interesting to me? is that as I listened to what they're charging him with, it's like the prosecutors of this world, they must go to some kind of theatrical class before they can get their degree. If they're going to go become a bona fide prosecutor, you've got to be able to wave your arms just right and take the most inflammatory words you can possibly select and and write up your charges based upon those and make it sound like, you know armageddon's upon us and you know the end of the world it's all going to collapse we're all going to die but you know what what's really interesting to me that what they're talking about is probably what a lot of people all across the west anyway would consider the guy had a good start on a preparedness program for his uh his firearms uh you know this idea you know if you have a brick of 22 shells 500 rounds Oh my goodness! What could you do with five hundred rounds? When I was a kid, you know, we we didn't even measure the the twenty-two shells we had. We stuffed our pockets with them and went out shooting. Uh, when when they were gone, they were gone. But the fact of the matter is that the way the media and the prosecutors and everybody are just hyperventilating over this thing, they they're. Uh, so I'm just surprised some of these don't have strokes when they're doing it. And and when you get the news media people, the talking heads, well that are reading the news, literally. They're reading it off a teleprompter when they're in front of you. They have like, read that their job is so easy. You just read the
1: stuff that goes up on the screen. And, well, and so, the interesting uh, thing about it is even their belligerence is criminal, <clears throat> Doctor. They have no yes, right to take away guns, no right you can stash weapons or whatever in your house or whatever, that, look, you have the right to keep and bear arms, and that shall not be infringed. This is an incredible historical infringement. It, there's no
2: question about it. And and we have these hyperventilating media people that are, they're, they're not, it's not just a, a storyline or a narrative, it's a script. And, and they hyperventilate every bit as much as the prosecutor does, who has set the stage with the most uh, threatening and dire words that they can possibly use. And I'm overemphasizing this because and I don't want to be accused of doing the same thing on the radio. But the fact of the matter is that is how this is fed to us day in and day out. <coughs> Excuse me. The What you have is Gavin Newsom in California. They've had some mass shootings down there. Oh my goodness. He says the federal government has failed us. We've got to get those guys on the stick and they've got to take away the Second Amendment. Blah, 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 blah. No. California has some of the most draconian laws that exist on the right to keep and bear arms, and
1: it's where it failed was in California. It but doesn't I look work back there. At last hour too, though. And look, when are we going to teach morality in the people? God, family, and country—that is the answer to the problem of people going crazy with guns. If people felt like God loved them and they had a relationship with God and a desire to keep His commandments because of the relationship and the blessings and the trust. Uh, that we teach our children to have in Him, etc., it would be a different ballgame. But when somebody uh, gets raised, or you know, and they don't have um, God in their lives, so they don't have any direction, they don't have any comfort or strength from the Spirit, they uh, don't have any family or at least loved one because their their family's all broken up and gone off on whatever. Uh, they don't have a loving mother or father, or and then they try to reach out to uh, say love interests and they get spurned and rejected because they don't have the skills to communicate or to relate and things, and and then they feel isolated and alone. And then you get them on some type of psychotropic drugs and or tied in with some government uh, organization, supposedly kind of gang mentality, giving them a replacement for what they don't have. Okay, all that's running us off the rails. But I bring this up, and everybody just kind of rolls their eyes and goes, when's the Super Bowl, Sam? You're crazy as a loon. But look, though, I'm just telling you right now, that's the answer. And nobody's even focusing on any of the right answers. None of the, neither party, nobody, except for Liberty Roundtable Live and maybe a few others, uh, Christian-oriented organizations. Doctor,
2: you know it's interesting. the The most vulnerable among us ultimately snap under that kind of pressure. I mean, I remember I just I don't know why this guy just came to my mind. There's a guy I was in the service with, and he was one of the most. Completely terrified mice or rabbits I've ever seen. I mean, he just constantly, and it was like fretting. He, I don't know how his hands even stayed on his arms. He was wringing them constantly, and and there are people that are that, that are so turned in that way, then they're vulnerable, and that's the ones that ultimately snap. And and uh, first of all, they join gangs. They've got to have, they've got to have something that they can count on, and so they have their home bodies that they're around, whatever that are in their gangs, and and, and we have society coming apart because people don't have a stability that is brought about by the traditional values that that America was founded on, and I I think about uh, back in the fifties. You know the father knows best, and leave it to Beaver, and you know those kind of shows, the uh, Ozzy and Harriet shows, that reflected the type of life we had in America, where you know,
1: uh, yeah. Can you even every, say father knows best nowadays without getting absolutely railroaded out of the out of the discussion? Well, they got to decide what a father is, you know, yeah, and a good point, and yeah. what a woman is, and all
2: this. But the fact of the matter is that uh, the rise of gangs and all those kind of things. The rise of uh, unmarried pregnancies the rise of drug use I, I remember as a kid running in the hallways and uh, chewing gum in school with the two great sins and now we have people that come there and kill their fellow students and and it all kind of really came to a head once they started removing god from the public education i mean, in the early 60s uh see I remember we had we had prayer every morning in school. We did.
1: Yeah, when Dr. And, Bradley and, went to school, man, not having your shirt tucked in was the problem. That was a big time problem. But here's the deal. When we took
2: when we excommunicated or we uh, I don't know what did they call it when they when they kick you out of school. They kicked God out of school.
1: Expelled God. Oh from my school. goodness, yes, God's sir.
2: gone. We can't even re- and so once they expelled God from school
1: it went off the, the, the rails. The really bad things went back, off the rails. There are no solutions that are going to solve this, doctor. I hate to just be a broken record on this, but you know what? I've got to hammer it. Home. Nobody else is willing to. Who do you hear talking about it like us? Look, right now, for example, a headline says this. M- or NBC, that's the big news, mainstream news organization, NBC News is now suddenly concerned about domestic terrorism charges now that they're being used against Antifa, so they weren't worried about it when it was used against you and I and everybody else. Now that it's Antifa, they're all up in arms, concerned, Doctor. This is what I'm talking about. Who's speaking about these things like we are? Anybody? Yeah, the, the, these these things that you know, Antifa,
2: unquestionably, of this is of the same ilk of the the things that were going on in Europe in the 1920s and 1930s, whether whether it was the the fascists with Hitler or Mussolini, or the communists, that Stalin was turning up, you know, or that uh, Gramsci was stirring up, or whatever. Uh, these guys were on the streets, throwing Molotov cocktails, throwing rocks and even bullets sometimes, and uh, they were seeking the overthrow of society. But that's Marxist. Marx has declared war on everything that was societal and traditional, and brought stability and all that kind of stuff. It was a conflict-based thing, and they were stirring that up. Antifa's is right there, and and so th- they were out there burning down cities or at least blocks of cities. And uh, uh, oh no, they're just uh, it's just George Floyd. They're uh, they're protesting whatever you know, and and I just I'm I'm aston- astonished at how uh, the media seems to facilitate. And encourage that kind of thing, and even some I saw a uh, uh, on the street reporter the other day that was saying it wasn't violent. In the background, you could see what they were doing. Yeah, it was violent.
1: It was violent. They yeah, lie right in front of reality. Are on crack. They make. They act. You don't believe your lying eyes, people, because you can see that going down. It's just insane. But look, it's getting worse in America, though. We've got power grid attacks. We got communist Chinese spy balloons above us okay remember biblically folks when you don't keep the commandments of god you lose god's protection doctor and that's what we're seeing right now so now there's another power grid attack possibly i don't know if you know but the lax airport goes completely dark after suffering power outage this is insanity and it's we're having ever increasing problems with this kind of stuff it's not getting less; it's getting more by the day, by the hour. You
2: know that that L.A. thing. I I don't know enough to be dangerous, or even probably ought to keep my mouth shut and not comment. But I'll just make a comment anyway, and people can take it for what it's worth. I, I, I don't know if it was a power attack, or if it's just plain bad management, or if government has inv- intervened to the point. That, that they have made it almost impossible to maintain a semblance of order within society. I mean, either it doesn't uh, the, matter, though. In the end but, of the but day, it is it's falling the same apart. thing
1: is the problem. It's falling apart. And right. I, it, the problem is there's power attacks all across this country on power stations, whether this one and that one and the, what, who is responsible and all the details, we don't know. But we know this, it's increasing all over the country. When will it come to a power station or a theater near you? Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much going on in the news. It is just astounding. But we remain solid, standing for God, family, and country through it all, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you'll find our efforts worthy and that you'll fund us. LibertyRoundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, freedoms, rising sun dot com. Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen who shot three men in self-defense during the, quote, Wisconsin riots of 2020 is back in court. This time looks like he loses. Um, the suit was brought by the family of one of the guys that got shot. And um, it's kind of a weird thing I don't know how to kind of they say it's a civil death wrongful loss or wrongful civil death lawsuit or whatever Uh, and the problem that I have with it doctor is uh, I Would say it's double jeopardy. They would come back and say no, it's a different issue there and uh, But we're playing games here and we're violating the intent of the founders This guy will never live this down until they charge him. That's the problem The same thing is true with the guy that is in Colorado that won't make cakes for the gays uh, he's been in court over and over and over, and he won at first, but then eventually, hey, if they keep at it, you'll lose. We've got a new—they've <laughs> changed the affairs of the country, doctor. We've got a new method. Uh, we don't like you, doctor. You win, win. Okay, we'll keep at it until you lose, sir. Um, This is insane, too. What we have going on
2: here is, as you say, is, is a civil issue, and—, and uh... I think ultimately he'll prevail with that too, however, as you're right it's uh this is one of those things where they continue to badger you and go on and on uh i i the the big thing the let's put it this way in terms of the dominoes that need to follow or to fall, i guess I should say I think we've gotta fix our double jeopardy thing when it comes to uh you know the the idea is that uh if you read the Fifth Amendment, uh, no person shall be subject to the same offense, uh, subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. Okay, so so here we have what what the government is doing with a lot of these things. And I think we've got to solve this problem. It'd be nice to solve a lot of the problems all at once. But <clears throat> what's happened is I can point out cases where somebody did something and was brought to trial about it in, in their local jurisdiction, found not guilty, turned loose, and the feds come back and say, oh, by the way, you violated somebody's civil rights by what we think you did. Well, no, we just found out you didn't do that. Oh well, no, this is a different charge. Um, it was a civil rights charge. Now, see, these created rights, that uh, that they're doing all the time. And yeah, by the way, the manufactured
1: rights, let's, that's let's right. kind of clarify.
2: They are absolutely manufactured. They are not god-given or anything like that. But the, but the court case was held in your local jurisdiction and you were charged, you were found not guilty, you were turned loose. And now the feds intervene because they're they want their uh, you know, time in court to make your life miserable. They have unlimited pockets. And money and everything like that. And so they say, oh, no, we're charging you with a different thing. No, it was it was the same event that you're charging me with. It's no person. Uh, and, uh, well, it says if we no person uh, be subject for the same offense. Same offense. Yeah, same so offense if I shoot somebody. To be twice put in jeopardy or life or limb.
1: They say if I shoot somebody, then I, I say it was in self-defense, so I had the right to defend myself. Right. So I win. Now they come back and say, "Yeah, but there's a wrongful death here. You're guilty of the wrongful death, causing the wrongful death of someone else." And then um, they take it. All the we're doing is rewording it,
2: it, Doctor. We we are, but the criminal activity of it is something that the Feds are involved in in such a huge way now. This was unheard of fifty years ago. Unheard of. So so somebody, you know, let's say you shot somebody, you were found it was self-defense. Uh, and it, it was a, a criminal case, fully within the jurisdiction of the local jurisdiction. But the feds have now created their own um, jeopardies, and they're going to bring their charges. And again, the feds have no authority whatsoever, none, zero, nada, constitutionally to do what they're doing. The in fact, I could, if you want me to, I'll, I'll quote you some stuff about crime. And what the
1: Founding Fathers originally said, uh Jewish. Jurisdiction... Look, this this guy that made or wouldn't make the cakes for the gays won and now back in court again and again and again and again. And this is insane, folks. You gotta understand the founding fathers rejected this whole idea. That was the difference between tyrannical countries and liberty minded countries. Uh, let's discuss this. Uh, the criminal activity is not a federal offense, first of all, except for in very few few cases Uh, we can get to those but uh, we got to understand this it was not a federal government issue at all or a general government issue whatsoever but even then the only thing the founding fathers really pointed out for the most part was hey you cannot double jeopardy people you've got to let people be secure in their rights and their paper you've got to give people due process you've got to let people face thine accusers etc doctor well you know as
2: heinous as murder is or uh, rape or or abuse of a spouse. I don't care how. They do not belong in the federal jurisdiction, okay? Yeah, realm. Here's what St. George, right. realm, jurisdiction, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's unconstitutional. Here's what St. George Tucker said. I always introduce him as the, the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era. Brilliant man. Unbelievable. He talked about how the jurisdictions were left to the state, unless it was said Oh, constitutionally, boom, here it is, Article 1, Section 8, it falls in that category, okay. But here's what he said. The guarded manner in which, no, very guarded, he was very guarded, in which Congress are vested with authority to legislate upon subjects of crime and misdemeanors. They are not entrusted with a general power over these subjects, but a few offenses are selected from the great mass of crimes with which society may be infested, upon which only... Congress are authorized to prescribe the punishment or define the offense. All felonies and offenses committed upon land, in all cases not expressly enumerated, being reserved to the states respectively. See this Bravo Sierra about oh we're ha yeah uh, yeah I know the state found you were innocent self-defense all this kind of good stuff, but we're gonna take this on a federal level to a civil rights violation of this one's right to life. Oh, come on. That is not the intent originally that were there by the American founding fathers. They said, okay, general government, federal government, national government, however you want to define it, general government, you have jurisdiction in these particular specific issues, counterfeiting, for example, okay? Yeah, federal law, but the whole mass of other things are out of their power. It's absolutely, they are not, this is going back to Tucker again, are not entrusted with the general power over these subjects. But a few offenses are selected from the great mass of crimes with which society may be offense, uh, infested, upon which only Congress are authorized to prescribe the punishment or to find the offense. So all felonies and offenses committed upon land, not expressly enumerated, being reserved to the states respectively, that's about as clear as anybody could possibly say about it. It was well understood. And and you can get your Constitution out, and you can say, oh, let's see, what do they have jurisdiction to make law about? Oh, yeah, they're very few. Counterfeiting, piracy. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> this, this stuff, I mean, yeah, they were given full power, national power, on things like immigration and naturalization. The Federalist 42 explains why. Uh, they were they were being able to regulate commerce with foreign nations. No a state can't be involved in that. See, d- d- people need to understand they're way out of bounds. And and we, let's take Biden and, and Orrin Hatch back in the 1990s. They created a law at the federal level that says Violence Against women, Women's Act. Well, nobody's promoting violence against women. The general government has no authority to legislate and to punish that. That is left to the hands of the states. It's, it's clear, clear, clear. And in fact, if you read the Tenth Amendment, it says basically, no, no, general government, if we didn't give you the power, you don't have it. You don't have
1: it. And from a uh, self-governed perspective, if we follow God's laws... We would be kind to his children we would love our neighbor as ourselves as we love god right we would we wouldn't be mean to women or children or anyone for that matter doctor true if we were self-governed so i i appreciate the constitution and i i I absolutely a thousand percent support it don't misunderstand me but before even the constitution we need to be a self-governed people our nation is inadequate For the governing of any other Ladies and gentlemen To Preserve the Nation Is Dr. Scott Bradley's collegiate series On how to restore the republic To preserve the nation Check it out at freedomsrisingsun.com
0: Protecting your liberties You're listening to Liberty News Radio
5: USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The U.S. government is monitoring a suspected Chinese spy balloon about the size of three city buses over Montana. Canadian officials have reported they may have found a second instance. Pentagon correspondent Courtney Cube.
2: This is not unprecedented. The Chinese have had, had surveillance balloons like this, and, and, and in fact, they've even come close and gone into the continental U.S. The difference here is this one straight into the U.S., and it stayed. It hovered. In the past, they've maybe come in and then left quickly.
5: China announced it's a civilian meteorological study that blew off course.
0: Ultimately, they decided that given its somewhat
4: limited intelligence collection capabilities and the possibility that a debris field on the ground
2: from the balloon could endanger people and and infrastructure in Montana, they decided to recommend to the White House to President Biden not to take it out.
5: The House kicked out Democrat Representative Ilhan Omar from her position on the Foreign Affairs Committee in a vote Thursday, citing her language used in many instances, including anti-Semitism. Speaker of the House McCarthy on the Hill.
3: Based upon what she had said, the anti-Semitic comments, it's all about the Benjamins. The military in America is equal to Hamas and the Taliban. On 9-11, something happened that day. Even the former Democratic chair of the committee believed her comments were wrong.
5: The House voted 218 to 211 along party lines on the resolution to remove her from the panel. Strong cold air is descending on New England Friday morning, and that's expected to last into Sunday, bringing wind chills approaching record low levels. Wind chills through the weekend will see minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit in New York City, minus 33 in Boston, as low as minus 60 degrees in northern Maine on Saturday morning. The cold air could be deadly for anyone caught outside for extended periods of time. The monthly jobs report is most excellent, with over a half million jobs added in January. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, an accounting and payroll, keep
6: your time in mind.
0: Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? (laughs) That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With
5: PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time
6: and money.
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio. So I guess there's a big deal about Stephen Curry, or Stephen Curry as they like to say, NBA star, He's being called out as a hypocrite. Here's the problem, doctor. They want to build a bunch of um, um, government low-income housing near his mansion in California, and him and, his wife, him and his wife, who have been promoting liberal causes for so long, people kind of mock him at this. But now he's rioting. He doesn't want them to build that kind of housing near his mansion. He says it puts him at risk. It's just not safe. You just can't do it. And now people are mocking Stephen, going, you Stefan." Curry going, you're crazy. You've been advocating for these guys forever, and now they want to build housing by your house, and it's not okay? This is a standard liberal approach. Hey, we're fine with the illegals coming into Texas, but don't bring them to Cape Cod. We'll go ahead and move them out as fast as we can. Uh, What's good for the goose is good for the gander, doctor.
2: Oh, there's so many strings on this one, too. I I guess I'm just... Most of this stuff is related somehow to the uh, agenda 2030 stuff. I mean, this this low-income housing, this high-density housing, these walking communities, uh, where we limit our ability to uh, uh, commute or to, freely to travel. travel yes. uh, I mean all of these kinds of things, and everybody and every it's like holy Hannah, and um, and, and I just find it appalling that they use whatever spin they can. And and again, this uh, Stefan, you call him instead of Stephen. I thought he spelled it Stephen. They but call it, it is
1: spelled Stephen, but they call him Stephen Curry. Okay. Right. Well, why well, I don't know. I'm just however telling you. however he wants I, to say it. Yeah. It's fine with That's me. Right. I'm
2: I'm I'm good. He's, he, You know you could say your name the way you want. I don't know how we're going to say Sam different, but we, you can do what you want. But uh, Sam. Anyway, <laughs> try and figure that one out. But uh, no, this this thing about the high density housing, I am absolutely appalled. Uh, The community I have lived in for decades is a farm community. It's got uh, a rural atmosphere. It's got a uh, a feeling of neighborliness. I mean, I bought on a dirt road. Sadly, it's paved now. But I I had to pay to bring the water down the road and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we built our community. We moved here because we wanted it. Now, of course, Utah, unannounced and unadmitted, has become a sanctuary state. And my community is a sanctuary community, or certainly my county is, and uh, they won't admit it because we're thoroughly a red state. They don't want the the uh, grief and the publicity and everything like that. But but we are uh, a sanctuary community, and um, and so they're building. I'm absolutely amazed as I go about my community this high density stuff, you know, and and it's appalling to me when I when I hear some of the. Uh, police agencies and, and what they run into in some of those high density things. It is a far cry from what this community was before. It was a pretty solid traditional kind of thing. And the bestiality, even, just to give you some idea of, of what has started to happen now that we've got this kind of situation going. And I think back about Isaiah Woe unto them that join house to house. Well, yeah, if you're living in a big, uh, high-density housing complex, you've joined house-to-house. House. Isaiah foresaw, was a, he was a prophet, the challenges that are associated with that. And uh, crime and uh, a disconnection from your community and not a, a stewardship of what you've got, all those kinds of things tend to degrade that. And And I guess I have to say, Stefan is probably seeing that potential a little bit. He thinks it'll diminish his property value, probably. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking.
1: Yeah, but and it but may. Fact,
2: yeah, it really, truly may. But the fact of the matter is the people that are adopting these kinds of, of building uh, codes are, are really following a uh, United Nations Agenda 2030, and uh, they are unraveling the values, attitudes, and beliefs of the communities they're going into. And, and here's a kind of a tangential kind of thing that maybe needs to be considered, too. Um, you know, the Supreme Court has ruled that the community standard, uh, a community can say this is our standard for pornography, you know, these sexually oriented businesses and, and so on and so forth. Well, uh, over several decades, everywhere the Marriott Corporation built a hotel, they had pornography on demand. You could pay for it from your room. So if you had a uh, a Marriott in your community, and by the way, Marriott was the largest purveyor of pornography in the nation through its on-demand program. You know, this squeaky clean Marriott Corporation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they had, and and again, this is probably that dynamic has changed since the uh, propagation of the internet and and how things are distributed now. But. But for a long period of time, they were the most prolific and largest purveyor of pornography. And so if you had a Marriott in your community, and then somebody else wanted to bring in some sexually oriented business, people say, no, no, community standard, we're not going to allow that. They say, no, no, you've already set your community standard. You've allowed Marriott to purvey this smut in your community. Therefore, you don't have a leg to stand on. So this is how that erosion occurs. And uh, pretty soon, uh, there's, oh, no, you've, by uh, precedent, you've set this standard. And so we've got to allow this here, this, that, the other. And again, I look back at Isaiah. Woe unto them that join house to house, you know. And uh, that's That's kind of where my community is going. I am absolutely appalled. And it's
1: going to get worse until Americans who have morality stand up and reject these things, my fellow Americans. But Joe Biden, uh, I told you that they want to promote uh, their agenda to lock us all down, to change the affairs of the nation and uh, promote tyranny. They want to do it through the COVID, which we'll get to here a little bit in a a little bit. Uh, But they also want to do it through this uh, environmental issue or global climate change or whatever issue, uh, et cetera. The latest one is this, the Joe Biden administration wants people to stay home because of climate change. They say because of a climate crisis, we need people to work from home. They're now gonna be pushing for people to do remote work from home to save miles on their cars. They found incredible success with COVID that they could lock you down. Now they believe they can do it again with the climate change crisis. Now officials have, quote, turned a corner and have come up with another reason to keep people behind their own front doors. According to a report in the Washington Free Beacon, Biden's scheme was released by the Environmental Protection Agency in partnership with the Department of Energy, Transportation, and Housing. The plan seeks to eliminate nearly all greenhouse emissions and it would be done through a transition to electric vehicles and locking people behind closed doors, your own door, willingly. Also included in the plan, however, is a controversial plan to reduce miles of travel through having people work from home. The plan declares, hey, the working components of the new digital economy can improve convenience by reducing travel demand. And uh, so the administration talking points on this include that the COVID-19 situation was not all bad because it protected the environment. The groups promoting the ideology of a climate disaster, they love to talk about this. But the Free Beacon said that small business owners and others are rejecting this because it already destroyed thousands of small businesses. uh, But now it's going to be put on uh, whatever you want to call it, fast track steroids, whatever term you want to use. They're going for broke on this one, doctor.
2: OK, again, many strings on this. I'll just tell you what we ought to talk about. Number one is the lack of constitutional authority for the general government to do that. It was unconstitutional when Trump pulled the string on this one. It was unconstitutional when Biden continued it forward. We can talk about that. We can talk about the issue of habeas corpus, about it being suspended. That's being locked up and not being able to have a review, a court review, about why you ought to be. We never did that, and, and the states can't do it either, by the way. But the fact of the matter is that um, the uh, habeas corpus issue is, is violated. And b- by the way, this is a global thing. I'm going to quote from the World Economic Foreman's Great Reset website. Here's what they said. See, this is a, they, they pile these things on, just like whether it's pornography in your community or the 2030 agenda with these uh, high-density housing units, everything builds on it. Okay, so here's the World Economic Forum Great Reset website. It says, quote, the response of, quote, to COVID-19 proves that a reset of our economic and social foundations is possible. To achieve a better outcome, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies. You know, we're talking transportation and lockdowns, whatever I'm going on, revamp all aspects of our societies and economies from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate in every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism.
1: Can't Ladies See, and gentlemen, have a silent out coup. of control. We have a break. We'll come back and talk about the silent coup that Dr. Bradley's referring to. He's spot on. By the way, do you know what minimum wage was in 1964, Doctor? I've I'll tell you. We'll it, talk man. about the coup in seconds.
4: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church, rather it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
6: Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke.
3: Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking, one of the reasons why he started smoking. Is because my dad was around, you know, and he, he my dad they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, Okay, I don't want you to smoke, I
6: don't want you to you no know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either.
2: I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals, they gave me
3: belief, they gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love
6: them. (laughs) I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: With news the networks refuse to use you are listening to the liberty roundtable radio talk show
1: yeah i asked dr bradley a question relating to this economic reset they're forcing on us. do you know what the um, minimum wage was in 1964. he says i lived it well he's right doctor
2: yeah it was a buck and a quarter an hour but it was even i mean there was there was a, a kind of a interesting standard i was doing migrant work at the time harvesting crops okay so, you know, it was one of those things, you know, you think think about uh, some of the the things that uh, John Steinbeck wrote about and all of the thing. I mean, you know, yeah, I lived that. And and I worked with uh, uh Native American migrant workers when we were doing out in the fields. But at any rate, uh when when I was say pulling radishes out of the ground and making radish bunches, we got paid on a piece rate and uh it was 2 cents for every 3 bunches, by the way. And so you worked your tail off grinding out the dirt and everything. And, and, and so, but if you worked extra on the farm with things that were not uh, a piece rate kind of thing, the rate, on agricultural rate, was 50 cents an hour. So, you know, we felt like we cut a fat hog if we got that kind of work. So anyway, fact of the matter is they have inflated the, the uh, money supply to the point they've created money out of thin air for all those decades intervening. And uh, we have today uh, uh, almost a, pr- a completely worthless dollar. But the, the idea that the the minimum wage thing can be adjusted at a federal level. By the way, back in the 1920s, a uh, an effort to create a federal wet, uh, minimum wage was rejected because wisely, it appropriately, contra- constitutionally
1: it was. rejected.
2: It was, in fact. And they said, no, no, you're violating the right to contract and you're violating a property right of the owners and the individuals to create their own, you know, to negotiate a salary. Okay. So so anyway, we're, we've long since left that. We we don't have any sound constitutional thinkers, uh, almost none
1: in the in the uh, general government. But this but is now- all leading up to a reset, doctor. All this debauching of our money and everything else is leading to a crisis, which eventually will then... Their plan is to foment the reset from the crisis.
2: There's no question, and, and I read you what they said on their Great Reset website on the World Economic Forum. You know, they were just meeting a week ago, but Klaus Schwab, you know, the guy that started this back in 1971, the World Economic Forum, uh, these guys are uh, they're proposing a globalized world managed by self-selected coalition multinational corporations governments through the united nations and some civil societies the the selected civil societies or something like that they call it anyway klaus schwab has talked in the past about a silent global coup d'etat to capture governance and they're planning on doing it through the davos type meetings that they have so so yeah the the economy's being destroyed by creating money out of thin air and the Federal Reserve's neck deep in that, and so's our general government, and, and that's all been set up by the Federal Reserve Act back in 1913. So 110 years ago, the, the pieces were put into place for this, and they're doing, they, they tried the Agenda 21 thing, they missed their, uh, you know, Agenda 21 because some of us resisted it. Uh, I don't know how much personal uh, claim I can make to that, but we've tried since the 1990s when they brought it forth, but now it's a 2030 thing. This silent global coup d'etat is underway, and um, my goodness, they think they've got it all lined up. We need more well,
1: people they're that gonna are listening. lose. They're going to lose. It's going to be rough along the way, but let me give you a little comparison so people can kind of understand. A $1.25 an hour back in 1964 equates to an eight-hour day is 10 bucks a day, right, doctor? Okay, I'll go along with that. Like I say, me? been there, done that. You bet. Ten bucks a day times you know five days a week, so fifty bucks a week. Yep. Fifty bucks a week times twenty or times fifty-two weeks. Let's just assume you don't get a bunch of weeks off or anything else. Well, you get a paid uh, vacation, whatever. You you get twenty <laughs> or you get uh, literally twenty-six hundred dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-six hundred dollars a year, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen to me carefully. The equivalent of that in modern times would have to be times by like 35 to get an equivalent. Where am I getting the 35 number? Well, I'll answer you. There's a Silver Eagle, Silver Dollar made by your government right now, and it says a dollar on it. But in order to get one, a 2022, 2023 one, you gotta pay like $37. I'm gonna call it two bucks for minting and transport and everything else. And I'm gonna say it's worth $35. Silver Eagle, Silver Dollar. It costs you $35 to get one right now. So now if I take that twenty six hundred that you made in nineteen sixty four per year, you right? You follow me? Right. This isn't like great wages. This is minimum wage, right? right. Twenty six hundred dollars times the thirty five, you have to make ninety one thousand dollars to have minimum wage in our day that would be equivalent, Doctor.
2: Well, you know what? That's pretty good. I think I'm for it. No, come on. You guys are not listening. <laughs> yeah, of there course is no not. authority to intervene like that. There is no that authority. Is the they problem. have destroyed our economy. And the coup d'etat is well underway. And we as the people are completely silent in in an outcry about this. And you know what? When Joe Biden comes on and does his uh, um, State of the Union address in four days, this is going to be a central theme. We've got to raise that national debt. Where do you get the money? Oh, We borrow it, Well, uh, or we take it from you by force, force of government. Well, where do you borrow it? Well, uh, these guys called the Federal Reserve, they'll print it for us. Okay, well, where do they get it? Well, they do a computer entry. They create it out of thin air and loan it to us out of out And interest. then they
1: print it and pay two cents, about two and a half cents for a $100 bill. It's criminal. And it needs to be stopped if we ever want to restore the Republic, ladies and gentlemen. Now, they're using ESG to get this done environmental, social, governance, so to speak. The social is the economy stuff, the environment's the global, you know, the climate change stuff. But here's what they're doing with the health issues. So, COVID, here's the latest. They're really working on vaccines in your food. They want to force everyone to be vaccinated. All right, we got to reject that. Big time, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? We talked yesterday with Mary Toko about how the eggs, the cost of eggs are going through the roof. And we now know why, by the way. Chicken egg yolk antibodies, by the way. I don't know if you know, but there's now evidence that it's blocking the binding of multiple SARS-CoV-2 spike protein variants to human, what they call ACE2 receptors. You say, Sam, what do you mean? The ACE2 receptors, all right? It's the enzyme at the center of the COVID-19. Um, it literally um, is able to sit on the top of the cells, this spike protein. But the egg yolks, these egg antibodies, are able to disrupt that. And so the way I described it, doctor, really quick, is it's like these abortion pills. What they do is when the sperm meets the egg and creates a baby, then these abortion pills and these Um, you know, uh, uh, birth control pills and all that. What they do is they prevent the egg from connecting to the uterine wall and and getting the nutrients that it needs, so eventually it dies and sloughs off. Well, the point is this egg yolk antibody has the ability to prevent the spike protein from staying on the cells. No wonder they don't want us to have eggs, huh? Yeah. Yeah, my wife brought me this story
2: last night. I was preparing another presentation. She says, you got to hear this. I'm going, holy cow, and I'm glad you brought it up today because everything, there's an old saying, if it happens in politics, it was planned, and everything comes together. The idea of, of whether it's facial recognition and how easy it is to get through airports anymore and all this kind of stuff, all of this stuff has a an agenda behind it. And and truly, whether they're killing the, uh, the chickens by stuff they're spraying in the air or they're Claiming that they all got the chicken coops are catching food. on fire. Yeah, yeah, all of these things, everything, and and honestly, uh, one of my kids called me. Uh, they live out in a, a more rural area, you know, and they have their own chickens and everything like that. But they said they were in their nearby market, which is a really rural market. Uh, they said, oh, "We just looked at eggs. They're twenty-eight bucks a dozen." And it's like, okay, so we'll price them out of the market because of shortages, you know, the supply and demand kind of thing. So this is absolutely an absurdity. And we, the people need to start recognizing we have got to be back in control of our lives. And I was talking to a regular guy the other day, you know, just, I mean, he's listened to my webinar a few times. And so he has a desire to, to gain a little bit more understanding about what's going on. And he told me, yeah, I haven't been on your webinar for a while, but boy, I just love it, blah, blah, blah. And, and he was telling me that the, something we've talked about is that Jefferson said that almost no Americans ever saw a tax gatherer, for example. And he says, yeah, you're right, there's almost no government footprint in terms of our everyday lives in America of a hundred years ago. And now they're everywhere everywhere there's a government footprint and and everything's becoming illegal by the way and and Utah'll probably create 500 new laws during their 45-day legislative session and it's like government has taken a preeminent position and the American way was no they were there to prevent you know civil disruption by antifa whatever uh, the invasion by foreign forces that they say is a weather balloon now but if they told us that about everything, sure, we, ha- we, we need several hundred thousand weather balloons over our city. Uh, people don't know the balloons have had military strategic uh, value for centuries now. And, and whether you're looking at something that happened in the Civil War or something that's, that happened in World War II over the, the beaches of Normandy, whatever, there, there's, there's places where these things have military significance. And the, the Biden administration is saying about this weather balloon, oh, man, it's just a weather balloon, guys. And if we took it down, it might fall on somebody. Holy cow. They take it down over the plains in central or eastern Montana and quit worrying about it. I mean, you know, th- these things are so bizarre to me. And, and we have a government take footprint down on this. Anyway,
1: there's ways to move that balloon, and there's ways to take it down easily, doctor. Let's not pretend we can't get this done. Come yeah, on. it could happen. It could. So, but the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is look, they've got a plan for you. And that plan is a tyrannical reset of everything you know to remake America from the moral constitutional republic that it once was to an absolute communist nation with a face or fronting or a face of socialism. But not your dad's socialism, the new kind, the kind that's good the kind that's safe and lets everybody be who they want to be. And, and they lie through their teeth on this because all roads lead straight to hell in their scenario, Doctor. They truly do. And any any variance from what we have been uh, given under
2: the grace of God is truly my opinion in the initial founding era is going to lead to destruction. We've mentioned the economic world economic foreman. Forum. It's touted as the International Organization for Public-Private Cooperation. How often do we hear this? Right in the Utah legislature right now, they're promoting public-private cooperation. This is World Economic Forum stuff. They're promoting the model where some self-elected group of stakeholders make decisions on behalf of the people. We've got to go back to the original intent. Our pathway, our trail is known back to that. It's simple, it's
1: straightforward, and people have got to learn it. Remember this, it's not coming to a theater near you. It's already playing primetime in your theater, in your legislative bodies, locally, whether you know it or not. Beware, get educated, turn to God, and stand up would you please to learn more about the incredible collegiate series to preserve the nation check out dr. Bradley's website freedomsrisingsun.com you can also check out his weekly webinars that's freedomsrisingsun.com lovingliberty.net is our website and god save the republic